happy October and welcome to the fifth episode of Conspiracy Pill, the mostly hinged conspiracy theory podcast where we talk about uh, things we're not allowed to talk about. How you doing, PJ? I'm doing good. How you doing, Abby? I Oh, yeah. I'm Abby Libby, your host, and <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, PJ Williams. Nailed it. Nailed uh, it. I like it. Good intro. <laughs> so how's your week been going? <laughs> it's 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 been good. How's yours? Good, good. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for October. This is uh, fun. We've got some uh, interesting, spooky kind of uh, conspiracy related stuff coming up this month. So it'll be a lot of fun to talk about all that. Spooky stuff. What wild, ridiculous conspiracy do you have for me today? PJ? All right. So not as not as spooky today. So, <laughs> but we're gonna be Darn talking. It. Well, I guess it could be You're some fired. of the stuff. Some of the stuff is gonna be spooky related. I guess we're gonna be talking about Alex Jones. You know, a lot of people talk about is Alex Jones a a prophet? Is he a doomsday prophet who's actually can see the future, gets things right all the time? Is he a, a, a con man, a snake oil salesman? Uh, so we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. I know with the trial going on right now, I thought it was pretty topical, pretty relevant. And uh, there's just a lot of good stuff in here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so to get started, um, do you want to take us through a little bit of the current stuff, the trial stuff? And then I want to get into uh, who Alex Jones is, where he's been right, where he's been wrong, and uh, some theories on it. Yeah, so Alex is currently uh, on trial again. There's been two. These are civil lawsuits where the parents of the kids who died at Sandy Hook are suing him for defamation. And these they're suing him for saying that they were crisis actors, that, that their kids never existed, that their kids never died. Uh, he said that years and years ago and then years and years ago, walked it back, said, you know what, I was wrong. And then he's apologized for it many, many times on many, many shows, including Steven Crowder's uh, show recently. He was on a recent Ash Wednesday and apologized again for it, but they don't care. They're, they're suing him. And in both of these cases, the judge basically ruled that he was going to be paying damages that he defamed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, was, Without was, a jury. Was the was that I? ruling was that ruling because that he didn't uh, show up to some pre-trial or something like it wasn't just like a default setting? Did I lose Abby? <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I back? I think you're back. There we go. What, okay. So what I was asking you is, was the ruling that he was automatically going to pay? Did that have something to do with like uh, he didn't show up to to some? basically just ignored all the summons and then they're like, okay, well you're guilty. And now you've got to find out how much, like I had heard something like that, but I haven't been following the trial super close. I think so. It's a bit mystifying. So I've, I've been the only person I could find who was even covering this is Nick Riccada over at Riccada law on YouTube. He's on rumble too. He gets taken down every once in a while. Uh, Cause he's too base, but <laughs> he's the only person I've seen covering it. And he's, he's been like, I, I don't even feel like I can get into why I think that it's unjust. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he's like, this has been bad from the beginning that basically the jury is only going to decide how much he has to pay as opposed to whether or not he yeah, and there were, committed there were ridiculous the sums. Place. The first one was what, like $53 million, I think, like something like that. I don't know how many trials it's going to be by the end of this, but yeah, I, I don't understand why there were two. So this one, uh, there was one in Texas and this one is, uh, in what Connecticut, yeah, the I state, think that's right. Yeah. State where it happened, which Nick was saying that was unjust to begin with, because you with something this public, you, you can't try a case like that in the state where it happened. It's just there's no way you're going to get a fair trial. It should have been should have been a federal trial. But the other thing that's going on is that they the judge ruled in what's called a motion in limine that he wasn't allowed to talk about any any political stuff. Which is is defining <laughs> for Alex Jones, so he's not allowed to say anything political. But then the other lawyer is hammering him with questions where if he answered them honestly, he would have to right yeah. answer with something political. And so the the whole trial, he's like 
judge, are are you sure you want me to answer? Are you are you sure? Well, both yeah, exactly. And I've got a perfect clip that sums this up. But in both trials, it seems like they set him out to fail the beginning. The first one, they're like, you can't talk about freedom of speech. You can't talk about this defense. You can't use this defense. They're like, you can't defend yourself, which was the first trial. The first trial was extremely bad. This one doesn't seem to be as bad, but that's like, you know, that's not really a high bar to set. So yeah, you're exactly right. There's a great clip that I wanted to play really quick where basically the guy keeps hammering him with the same questions, you know, political, politically charged questions that he can't really answer. And he kind of keeps mm-hmm. delving into a little bit. He can't stop being Alex Jones. And then his own lawyer is actually like recusing or not recusing. He's like, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Objecting. He's objecting to his own client. Objecting to, to, to Alex Jones. <laughs> because it's, go ahead. Sorry. Alex can't shut up. So <laughs> when your lawyer objects to a question, you're supposed to shut up and wait for the judge right, yeah. to rule on it. And he'll keep talking over. And so his lawyer will keep being like, objection. Yeah. And Alex is just going. It's pretty but, great because he just can't turn off being Alex Jones, <laughs> even even to save his own skin in the trial. Well, so the actually he's already because he's already lost. The only way that Alex can win this is by continuing to be Alex Jones yeah. is by doing what he's doing, because then he gets people to tune into the trial and he gets people to see him performing and get to know him. And the only way he gets through this is to make enough money off of it to stay afloat. Yeah. All right. Let's check out this clip real quick. Because there's going to be another Robbie Parker, isn't there? Objection, Judge. No. Sustained. There's going to be another objection. Can I get my questions out? When it's the same form, second time, the inference is it's going to also be objection. I didn't say Parkland was fake. I didn't say Uvalde was. And, and no, I'm okay. So that's a fact. What do you say about war? Objection. Uh, well, before this, what do you say about objection? I believe it was a little shooting, but he was in a mind control program, just like Theodore Kaczynski. Sorry. Are you objecting to your client's answers, Attorney oh, Pattis? Because <laughs> so good, it's so good. He's so like, good. "What did you think about Aurora?" Well, I think it was, I think it was a real shooting, but uh, that guy was mind controlled, just like Ted Kaczynski, uh, MK Ultra. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so after this day, where the the judge completely loses control of the courtroom, yeah. his lawyer is like, "Can you please like be a judge and?" like rule on these objections because he, he would object and she wouldn't even rule on it. She wouldn't even say denied. She would, or overruled. She would just ignore it. Yeah. And so after, after this day of, of questioning, he's like, can you please? And she's like, okay, well then tomorrow I will just keep everything under impeccable control. And if anyone steps just one toe out of line, I will, you know, sanctions and, and, rule and contempt of court and all this, which is incredibly unjust because that was the day that Alex Joseph was supposed to be um, no, redirected. So his lawyer would have had a chance to talk to him, but he didn't. So his lawyer just said, I'm not going to do it because you've, you've basically walked us into a trap. So we're not doing it. So this isn't any better than the first trial. That's what you're saying, essentially. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll get the trial stuff out of out of the way. We'll probably have some updates in future episodes uh, on how this ruling and other rulings go. Uh, conspiracy news type stuff. But uh, I want to get into who is Alex Jones, um, yes. so we can really set the the tone for this conversation. So, um, first of all, Alex Jones was born on December sixteenth of nineteen sixty one, and then died February twenty sixth of nineteen ninety four. Oh wait. <laughs> That's Bill Hicks. I'm sorry. What? Sorry, that was Bill Hicks. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, (laughs) There's a little bit of humor there. Uh, We'll we'll come back to Bill Hicks. I just want to remind you guys really quick that this show, we do the main show on YouTube and Odyssey and Rumble and Twitch. And then it also goes out on podcasting apps anywhere you can listen to podcasts. But we do a bonus uh, segment of each episode only on Rumble. So if you guys are watching this or listening to this later... Uh, Click the link in the description. Come over to Rumble. You can see the full episode there. See the bonus stuff. We're going to be talking about the conspiracy theory. Is Alex Jones actually Bill Hicks? And uh, some other pretty great uh, Alex Jones content. And we'll get to answer all your questions over there and talk to you guys. So I just wanted to to use that opportunity to let you guys know. So anyway, Alex Jones was actually born February 11th of 1974 in Dallas, Texas. Uh, He graduated Anderson High School in 1993, where he briefly attended Austin Community College before dropping out. Um, and the, the 
the senior year of Alex Jones in high school is when the Waco um, siege had happened. So according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, as much as you can trust them, <laughs> these events, quote, only confirmed his belief in the inexplorable progress of unseen malevolent forces. Uh, it was at this time that he started to host a call-in show on public access television in Austin. So a lot of the story behind the, the public access television show is that his dad was a dentist and he basically had this guy in his office, uh, like an executive, and he's like, hey, I've got a son that would be really good at this stuff, and I'll be his first sponsor. So uh, I guess, <laughs> I don't know if he had, like, <laughs> I, the way I imagine he's got his, like, tools in this guy's mouth, and he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's like, just going along with it, just pull my tooth, guy. But uh, that's, how, <laughs> that's how Alex Jones got his start. Um, it was then that the Oklahoma City bombing happened. That was April 19th of 1995 when Timothy McVeigh drove a truck full of explosives into the Alfred P. Mura federal, federal Building in Oklahoma City as a response to federal involvement in the botched resolution of Waco on its second anniversary. So Jones, this is the time where Jones begins accusing the federal government of having caused it. Um, he said, quote, I understand there's a kleptocracy working with psychopathic governments, clutches of evil that know the tricks of control. Uh, he did not believe that the bombing had been res uh, that the bombing had been the responsibility of McVeigh and his associate Terry Nichols. So this is where, uh, you know, his whole like this is where his bread and butter starting off is like the Waco siege. You got Ruby Ridge. You've got all this uh, Clinton crackdown of right wing militias. Uh, Alex Jones has always been a Second Amendment mm -hmm. guy, so I guess that was pretty big um, importance to him. And obviously, that's what he said even in the um, the current trial, the Sandy Hook trial. One of the things he said in court that I did catch was basically that this seemed like a false flag in order to come after Second Amendment rights, and that's why he and most people didn't believe it or didn't want to believe it or believe that even... He's kind of changed his story on that one from... Uh, well, tell me what you think of this, because I've heard different things, mostly mostly the fact that like when he started off talking about the Sandy Hook, it was, you know, this is a false flag of some type, and then like a year later it was like, okay, this was fake... And then he mm -hmm. kind of went, like, that didn't stick around very long. Then he went to, okay, well, they actually set this up. So, like, the same stuff he's saying about Aurora or the stuff he's saying about Uvalde, which is it's not fake people really died, but the government either coerced this guy or mind-controlled him or gave him the ability or, like, uh, what was the Parkland one where the, the conspiracy's kind of that they knew this guy, like, the FBI knew yeah. of this guy and then just kind of let him, like, I mean, how many times was that guy reported to the FBI? It was quite a few. It seems like all of them have tons of reports on them. The Uvalde shooter, I mean, all of them. Yeah. But, sorry, what was your question that, do you think that Alex... Well, I, I guess what I was asking is, like, was, was does that seem to be the case that he wasn't, like, consistently saying that the whole Sandy Hook thing was fake? That oh, was like, no, I mean, he said it for a while, and yeah. then he walked it back, and then he apologized a billion times. And uh, I think he does what a lot of conspiracy theorists do, which is to try on a theory... It works for a while, and then it, it doesn't, and it, you change your mind about it. You find another theory that fits the facts right. better, right? and then you latch onto that one. And I think, Alex, he just he just says what's in his head. He's just externally that's processing. That's exactly what it is, too. I mean, and that's the thing. Really he just sure comes out and he's like... And he his mind. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he does. He just comes out and he's like, yeah, this is this is the evidence that I've seen before me, or this is the, this is the contention. He just throws a lot of stuff out there. Like, he's yeah. kind of working through it live on air yeah like he's working through his conspiracy theories live so like i think that's off-putting to some people i've always like just full disclosure i've always enjoyed alex jones because i think it's mm -hmm. fun like i just do yeah. like I, this is why you know one of the things you're not going to hear from this podcast is like this every podcast i've listened to this week talking about alex jones is basically alex jones has lied therefore he's dangerous misinformation and we need to censor him i don't know like to me i just be adults about it and like understand like you know that uh, you don't have mm -hmm. to agree with somebody to in you know for them to be able to speak or to enjoy uh, the, the clown yeah. show. But we'll get more into that. I also see people in uh, the chat asking about the FDA stuff. We'll get into that in a little bit. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, North Arrow Coffee in chat said, this is when I stopped listening to Alex. He didn't try it on. He presented it as fact, not theory. And I, I think that Alex is really brash about so. And I'm not trying to defend. Like, I definitely think that he he did something really deeply wrong there. Right. But I do think that he believed it. I think there's he believed it and then there was a point where he stopped believing and he changed his mind and i do think we throughout this whole discussion every time 
he, like he's accused of being a liar and i just think that he's the type of person who really latches on to an idea and deeply believes it until he doesn't mm. and he right. changes his mind you know pretty regularly well i also like there's what was i gonna say there's a uh presented I, I forgot what i was going to say with that but basically you know like uh one of the quotes that i found on alex jones they said that his friends take him seriously but not literally and his enemies take him literally but not seriously i think that's kind of the way that i look at it is like he throws a lot of stuff out there i don't know like it's it's uh he works through his ideas well, well, oh i remember what i was going to say now one of the things that's always kind of made me question the how do i put this one of the one of the things that i think that people are ignoring with the sandy hook thing is that there is some media complicity to the conspiracy theories. And mm -hmm. the reason I say this is because one of the main ways that Alex Jones attached onto this and a lot of conspiracy theories, theorists mm -hmm. attached onto the Sandy Hook stuff, as well as the Boston Marathon bombing, is they actually did put out pictures of kids that weren't killed there. And then it was like they just grabbed a wrong photo or they had a photo from an earlier thing and they were like trying to be the first one to get the story out there. So they, there was some misinformation coming from the media and people latched onto that, you know, like especially it was really fresh and they were maybe getting things crossed or mixed mm -hmm. up. Right. So like, I feel like that definitely didn't help. And the media won't admit that they kind of had some mistakes going on in reporting early. And you know, I, you have, I guess that's something you just have to expect from the media a little bit is they're not going to get the story right, right away when they're trying to get it out there. So I find it funny that there's, you know, this hatred of Alex Jones getting things wrong. And then when the media does it, it's excusable, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we'll get more into what I think about Alex Jones. Yeah. Go if you had to ask me if Alex Jones is a prophet or a con man, I would say yes. That's my answer. But we'll get, we'll get into it. I, get, I want to get a bit more uh, into his backstory. So, um, yeah, we're, so we're basically start off with the uh, Oklahoma City bombing, the Ruby Ridge, all that stuff. Those are episodes for another day. I would like to actually get into that stuff. I think we talked about did we talk about McVeigh being part of the MK Ultra program or was that somebody else? I don't know. No, that was the Unabomber. That wasn't briefly. the Oklahoma yeah. City bombing. That was the Unabomber. He was provably part of the mm. Harvard studies of MK Ultra. And obviously in that, that trial clip earlier, um, Alex Jones says that McVeigh was as well. I've just never looked into that one. I've never looked into the Oklahoma City bombing a ton. So that'll be a future episode. But okay. uh, in nineteen ninety six Jones switched to from uh, the local access television to radio. He was hosting a show called The Final Edition on KJFK 98.9 FM. I've, so what's funny about The Final Edition is like one of the claims he was making on air all the time was that he never knows when the government's going to shut him down, like they were going to come after him like they did at Ruby Ridge or Waco or one of those things. So every episode might be The Final Edition. That was kind of like his way of selling that show. Uh, he began to broadcast about the New World Order conspiracy theory at this time. And he was influenced by hosts like uh, William Cooper, who actually was one of the early callers onto Jones' show. Are you familiar with uh, Bill Cooper at all? I've heard the name, but I'm really not. Okay. So Bill Cooper wrote the book Behold a Pale Horse, which is okay. kind of a, a famous conspiracy theory book. And we'll get into the 9-11 stuff, but both him and Alex Jones had early predictions on 9-11. And Bill Cooper was killed like two months afterwards. So some people make that connection. It, the story's a, a bit deeper than that. It goes into tax evasion. <laughs> the one crime you can never get away with, tax evasion. Uh, so, yeah, Bill Cooper was one of the early callers. He was kind of uh, the Alex Jones before Alex Jones. Um, uh, two, but anyway, so less than two months before Bill Cooper died, he actually ranted about Alex Jones being a liar, called him a bullshit artist. Uh, it seemed... To, to, to be honest, it seemed like very personal reasons, like Alex Jones wasn't taking his phone calls. So like they had this cordial <laughs> relationship where like he would come on a show and then Alex Jones is like, I don't I don't need you on my show. Uh, and uh, he just started like coming out against him, which is funny because Bill Cooper has put out as many or maybe even crazier conspiracy theories than Alex Jones. Like Bill Cooper was the guy who got his career started by saying that the driver of the limo is the one who shot JFK. So oh, man. That, that comes from Bill Cooper. Um, <clears throat> besides, uh, besides the personal attacks that he said against Alex Jones uh, was his coverage of the Y2K conspiracy, which is an interesting one. I want to talk about that more in a bit. But Alex Jones has since said that it was basically the dumbest thing that he ever pushed, that he that felt pressure from, I guess, the radio stations or that he was syndicated with. or I don't know who he said he felt pressure hmm. from. But basically, 
one of the claims Alex Jones has said since is that he never really believed the Y2K stuff, but he needed to sell his show at the time. So even even in Alex Jones's own words, he, he's lied about things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then I want, so the the most Alex Jones thing of this time though was that in 1998, Jones organized a successful campaign to build a new Branch Davidian church as a memorial to those <laughs> who died in the 1993 fire. Which is so. <laughs> what do you think? When I before I even say anything, what do you think about that? It's, he wanted to build a memorial. He wanted to build a new Branch Davidian church as he a memorial. Wanted to, as a memorial. Yeah. But not as a new cult. Well, so what he said, he claimed that David Koresh and his followers were peaceful people who were murdered by Attorney General Janet Reno and the Bureau right. of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which is all true. Like, well, not the yeah, peaceful part, maybe is. so much. Well, because they basically, they came in and started this massive fire that killed mm. so many people. Yeah, I, actually, I w- I'll take that back. I won't say they weren't peaceful. I would just say that, like, David Koresh was also a terrible human being. Like, this is what's well, so funny yeah. to me is... <laughs> It's not popular or sensational enough, sensationalist enough to say this, but like you can believe, as anyone should, because it's just on camera and provable, that the government actually burned all these children and women and people alive, and also that David Koresh yeah. was a rapist, cult-leading right. piece of shit. Two things can be true at the same time. That's why I say it's the most Alex Jones thing, because he t- takes this like super sensationalist thing of like the Branch Davidians are these wonderful, peaceful people. It's like... <laughs> Uh, I mean, David Koresh was probably diddling all the kids, as many of them have said, like the surviving ones have said later on. So it's kind of a terrible human being. But also the government burnt to death women and children in a siege. So there was a better way to do that. There had there has to be a better way to do that. I mean, they literally claimed that they were shooting tear gas in there and that the Davidians started the fire. But on camera, you can see them shooting fire into the building. Yeah. So anyway, again, that would be another uh, future full episode. I think we could talk about that. Um, In 1999, Jones tied with Shannon Burke for that year's poll of the best Austin talk radio host uh, as voted by the readers of the Austin Chronicle. Uh, And then later that year, after he was voted the best host, he was actually fired by KJFK for refusing to broaden his topics. Uh, The station's operational manager, basically the station got bought out by a new operations manager who said that Jones made it difficult for them to sell advertising. Uh, Jones said it was purely political and came down from on high. Uh, His quote was, I was told 11 weeks ago to to lay off Bill Clinton and to lay off all the politicians and to not talk about rebuilding the church and to stop bashing the Marines A to Z. So, yeah, I mean, I could see why it'd be a little hard to sell advertisement. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that also leads into some of the ways that he now makes money, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, ori- so next, next after this, he starts InfoWars, which originally founded by him and his wife, Kelly Jones, uh, in about 1999. This was actually initially a mail-in order, a mail-order outlet for sales of conspiracy-oriented videos. And at the same time, Jones began to broadcast his own show by internet connection from his home. So the Alex Jones show and InfoWars were two separate entities at one point, and then InfoWars kind of became the umbrella that the Alex Jones show was under. Okay. Um, by 2001, Jones's radio show was syndicated by approximately 100 stations. Uh, several stations dropped Jones. When on 9-11, he said there was a 98% chance of the government-orchestrated controlled bombing. Uh, he began promoting the theory that the Bush administration was behind the attacks and he became the leading figure in the 9-11 truth or cause. You know what I didn't realize? Because we did the 9-11 episode recently. Yeah. And we, we talked about loose change. So there's two variations of loose change. There's the original one and then there's the more polished produced one. That yeah. one was uh, produced by Alex Jones. Like he attached his name to that one. So. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Also, I see Aimless Gamer just uh, followed us on Twitch. Thank you, Aimless Gamer. Um, I didn't realize I still had the little things on the screen. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, according to Alexander Zeitch, why does everybody have to have a weird last name? Zeitchik of Ro- <laughs> you know what Alexander of Rolling Stones magazine in 2011. <laughs> Jones had a larger online audience than Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh combined. So that's according to the Rolling Stones, not just Alex Jones's own combined. That's what they're saying in 2011. 
Which is like I felt that seems a little hard to believe. Like, I mean, I guess like Glenn Beck probably wasn't as big back then. Rush, Rush definitely was though. Rush was. Rush was huge. But Alex, I I imagine that Alex has this appeal where you never know what he's going to say next. Like there are times when I don't listen to Ben Shapiro because I know he's going to say the same thing he said yesterday because the news cycle is slow. And he has a daily show. That's just, that's just how it is. Like, no shade. But I can't imagine being a fan of Alex and not watching every single show. I don't because I'm, I'm not actually a fan of Alex. But <laughs> but like, if you are, you would you would be there every single day. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I also like there has to be a big like uh, truck driver audience for Alex Jones and stuff, too, because like one of the things when I first started truck driving was uh, have you ever listened to Coast to Coast AM a little bit our bells show so yeah. <laughs> actually i want to talk about that for a minute because there's a huge difference between art bell and alex jones and they i think they're both kind of off-putting in a way so basically you're driving all night long and it's fun to listen to like crazy conspiracy theory stuff so like i like when everybody talks about alex jones's audience being all crazy nutbags it's like not everybody that enjoys listening to conspiracy stuff has to believe everything Alex Jones says. Like, obviously, I don't. I, we're going to get into where he was right. He was right on a lot of stuff, actually. Um, and that's why I find it interesting to listen to him. But, like, you have to have a you have to take what he says with a grain of salt. And, you know, like I've always looked at it as in, like, here's somebody putting out a bunch of ideas. Those are interesting. I'm going to look into some of those. Like, that's like the that's that's basically how I've always treated Alex Jones. And I don't know why there's this huge push to censor everybody that says stuff we don't like when we I don't know. It's just like be an adult about it, I guess. And like, you mean you don't have to, to believe everything you hear on the Internet? Of, <laughs> <laughs> the only way to be a fan of somebody is to agree with 100 percent of the stuff that comes out of their mouth. And right. you can't, you know, t- take it and, and evaluate it for mm. yourself. Or take it as entertainment value. Like, that's the one other thing, too, about Alex Jones is, like, he's an entertainer. This is something he's admitted yeah. himself. So, like, well, I, I want to get into that in a minute. With, with Back to the, the Art Bell thing, though, I find interesting. So if, if, you're, if you've never listened to Coast to Coast AM, one of the things that's kind of frustrating about Art Bell is that he has someone on every night. He'll have guests on every night where they'll say completely wildly, like, different things, like, things that are completely contradictory to his last guest and art bell will mm-hmm. kind of sit there and be like oh wow yeah and then he like takes it all as, as if they're like real you know right. like he, he just like he doesn't necessarily say he buys it but he basically does He's like oh yeah that's real that's true that's interesting and he just takes everything as in like this is an absolutely true thing that this person is saying and then the next night it'll be like so like on one night you'll have like aliens are all um you know government orchestrated propaganda and be like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then the next time I'd be like, aliens are taking over. They're coming from Uranus. You know, it's just, <laughs> it just goes along with everything people say. And like Alex Jones doesn't do that. So like, I find it interesting where it's like art bell gets left alone, even though he actually technically pushes like crazier and more conspiracies because nobody believes that art bell believes any, of, like any of the stuff, unless right. it's just art bell talking, I guess. I don't know. Like he gets away. I guess it's just like a different tact. Where it's like it's okay for some people to do it, and then with Alex Jones, it's not because he's like loud and bombastic or something. Well, Joe Rogan does a lot of the same thing, where he'll talk to, to people with wild ideas and just kind of, you know, he'll push back and have a conversation. And Joe Rogan pushes agree. back more than Art Bell, but yeah, for sure. Well, certainly. Yeah. And I like Art Bell. I actually really enjoy Coast to Coast AM. But like I said, I, I think a lot of this stuff is fun for for entertainment value alone. So, um, yeah. So well. Let me see. Yeah. So uh, let, anyway, the, the other thing I want to get into, because I want to get into some of the right and wrong stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing that I also noticed with listening to all these different takes on Alex Jones last week, I've listened to a ton of stuff. And I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but do you guys have any idea how hard it is to research Alex Jones right now on the Internet? Like you will get a lot of stuff about Alex Jones. It will be all from one side. That's the one thing I've realized. Like I've been following a lot of Alex Jones stuff for a while. I remember at one point, it was only like a year or two ago, I found videos of people saying like, these are the craziest things Alex Jones has ever said. This is where he's wrong. Uh, this mm-hmm. is, you know, and all this stuff. And some of the videos would have things in there that he was right about, but he wasn't right yet. And I found that really interesting. Like one of them was the Jeffrey Epstein thing. They were talking about how it's crazy that uh, there was an island where Jeffrey Epstein was taking people to have sex with the underage minors and stuff like that it was i i don't remember if it was um i don't remember if it was 
BuzzFeed or Mojo or now this is one of them. Either any anyway, you can't find it. So like a lot of the stuff I've been trying to find on Alex Jones is just scrubbed. Like a lot of the mm. articles of where he was right, where he was wrong, uh, like certain clips that he said, certain clips I've heard on other podcasts or remember from from the past. They're just really super hard to find, even on DuckDuckGo. Uh, we were talking about this right before the stream, but like. I don't know if people realize this. DuckDuckGo, when the whole Russia-Ukraine thing started, came out and said they were going to censor information coming from Russia. Kind of like undercutting their entire value as a censorship-free search engine. Yeah, the, their algorithm is, is shitty. The only thing that was bringing me to use them or bringing anyone to use them and, and look over the, the terrible algorithm was that they weren't censoring anything. And we knew... If it was there to find, we could find it, and that hmm. the algorithm would get better with time. But now, well, it has not helped me find one. any of the stuff that I want to find. Some of that might be because BuzzFeed and Mojo and places like that deleted themselves. Sure. And actually, there was one instance right before we went live. There was a video I was going to pull up, and it was I was actually using Reddit to find it. <laughs> I had to go to Reddit, people. Uh, that's that's you know. Uh, anyway, so I got on Reddit to find it and I clicked on it and the YouTube didn't say the video was deleted. It said I wasn't allowed to watch it. What? I'm not joking. It's like you can't you can't watch this video. It wasn't like it's age not restricted. Not uh, that's what's so weird. It's not like, oh, link no longer exists. It was like, you cannot watch this. I do have a VPN, Katie. I didn't try that with this. This I maybe if it maybe it was just like country protected. Huh? But yeah, even find, but like even with the VPN, it is kind of hard to find stuff on Alex Jones because the sites that have talked about him in the past have been scrubbed or scrubbed it themselves or whatever. Anyway, so but listening to stuff about Alex Jones this week, there's one thing, and I don't want to focus on this too long because I feel like it's kind of a misnomer in a lot of ways, but it is worth bringing up. And people have asked this before about uh, the supplements. So what what's your before I get into it, like what's some of your thoughts on the whole supplements thing? This is the, this is the main sticking point with everybody is Alex Jones sells snake oil. Therefore, nothing he says can be trusted and he needs to be censored and banned from the Internet. OK, first of all, everyone's like it's not FDA approved. The FDA does not approve any supplements. That is not a thing. <laughs> Right. That's the one point I wanted to make. Like, actually, Owen Schroyer made it in the first uh, case. One of the one of the few things I actually did watch from the first trial was uh, Owen Schroyer's testimony, which was pretty interesting because that's the only thing they attacked him on too. It's like this is a this is a court case about Sandy Hook, and every question was, "Do you guys sell supplements on your on your website?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, why yeah. do, why do you do that?" He's like, "I don't know. I'm I read the advertisements when they're given to me." And they just kept hammering on it. Like, do you, do you know where these things come from? Do you know if they work? Do you know if they're FDA approved? And as you said, and as Owen Schroyer said, he's like, yeah, none of this stuff is FDA approved. That's like accusing If you go to GNC, CNN none of, of that's FDA approved. That's like accusing CNN of selling cars. Like, you, you, you have to take ads. And the, the charm... And the effectiveness of a YouTuber reading an ad is that it has that personal touch. Right. But it's it's fake. <clears throat> like Ben Shapiro doesn't actually want you to buy gold from Birch Gold Group. Matt Walsh doesn't actually want you to buy steak from Good Ranchers. Like maybe they like those things, but they're being paid to read those ads and for the personal touch of reading those ads. And that's how this whole thing works. I think a lot of people just don't even realize how the financial structure of YouTube is even set up. Yeah. Also, I like Real Truth Cactus's uh, comment here. The FDA is a load of shit, but whatever. I mean, that's kind of like the <laughs> Alex Jones point, too, is like the FDA. Like, it's not a wrong point either. The FDA is easily manipulated, paid off. Like, did, did you guys know that with the FDA, you can actually pay them to approve your drugs faster? So, like, the big corporations get front loaded because they pay off the FDA. They literally bribe the FDA, but it's illegal. So, uh, yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't know. Speaking, anyway. of, speaking of ad reads, this show is sponsored by North Arrow Coffee, which we totally actually do love and want you to <laughs> want you to use. So just use, I was going to um, say that a minute ago. I was, <laughs> was going to say that a minute ago. I was like, well, actually, I do want people to buy North Arrow Coffee. I actually really like their coffee, and I actually believe in them. Uh, the only, so the only misinformation there is they should be using code PJ10 for 10% off North <laughs> Arrow Coffee Company. So if you guys go to northarrowcoffee.co, 
and use code PJ10. That that one actually works. The other one's just fake news. So. Oh my. <laughs> We're in a bit Lord. of a competition See, I, if you guys don't know. My, yeah. I wore my North Arrow shirt today. How did you get a North Arrow shirt? I've been asking Rob for one forever. Did you just make well, it? No, some lady, some really nice lady on the internet was like, can I, can I make you this shirt? So I gave her my work address so she could send me the shirt. She's probably a fed, but. Yeah, uh, Rob's in chat. Is your coffee FDA approved? <laughs> um, oh, that's my husband. Oh, that's your Not husband? Okay. Yeah. What's up? Uh, but you did say one thing, though, that wasn't entirely accurate with as far as like reading oh. ads. Alex Jones doesn't read ads for other people though that's the one thing that people are are kind of right on it's like and and part the part of that could be the fact that no advertiser wants to work with them like that could <laughs> actually be a real thing but uh he, what he does what what his company does is they buy essentially um anything that gnc would buy a lot of cases and, and some some cases you know we'll get into the some of the more egregious cases but like in most cases what alex jones does he'll buy life straws from a company that makes life straws and he'll resell them for a, right. for a markup or he'll buy uh weight loss supplements. actually i think most of his money comes from weight loss supplements so he'll buy weight loss su supplements that gnc would carry puts his own label on them and resells them where where he gets into trouble <laughs> is where he sold a toothpaste uh last year that he claimed on air would stop covid19 <laughs> <laughs> and he got a cease and desist order uh, to stop selling, to stop saying that his toothpaste <laughs> was a coronavirus treatment. <laughs> Still more effective than the vaccine. Still more effective than the vaccine. True. So, you know, I mean, again, CNN can sell Pfizer and get away with it. But anyway, um, <laughs> then but, the oh, other back to that. Go ahead. Alex actually takes his supplements like you, right. can, you can call him a snake oil salesman, but he right or wrong he believes in his products well i mean that's the thing everybody that works with alex jones says says that about him as well including owen schroyer and a lot of those guys take them because a lot of these things are most of these things are stuff you would find at a gnc like that's the right. one thing there are cases where it wasn't there was one case where he was selling something that he got from again he's buying these from other companies and then just reselling them but one of them uh, there was a case where they tested it and it had like more lead. It had lead in it or something like that, so they had to stop selling that one. And then there, the other, the main one that people are really ripping on that I think is really dishonest of people to to phrase it the way they are is they're saying he sells colloidal silver, and if you take too much colloidal silver, it's bad for you. And it's like, well, yeah, but you can buy Duh. colloidal silver anywhere. Like you can buy it off of Amazon. You can buy it at GNC. Like the, so their whole claim is that colloidal silver can be harmful if you take too much. Therefore, Alex Jones is bad. And it's like, well, he's not telling you to OD on colloidal silver. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I believe it works or not. I really Sugar. don't know either way. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think that was kind of a dishonesty. Sugar can be harmful if you take too much. <laughs> yeah. So again, going back to my original point, is Alex Jones a prophet? Is he a liar? Yes. <laughs> It's a bit yes. of both. It's a bit of both. So, like, you know, obviously, he, you know, he, like he, a lot of his, a lot of his show is advertisement. Like that's the one thing that is entirely true. But I just didn't want to stick on that point too much because I feel like it takes away from the actual question people are asking: Is Alex Jones, uh, you know, does he believe what he's saying? Does he uh, say stuff that's true? Is he a deep state operative, as we'll get into later? Um, I think that the whole like. Focusing on his supplements thing is kind of a kind of beside the point. So I want to get into first where he was wrong and then where he was right. So obviously with the Y2K thing, um, I, do you remember the Y2K stuff? Were you too young at that time to remember it? How dare you? Well, no. you would have been what five. No. Yeah, four or five. No, yeah. I have I have a really I have a really uh, sharp memory of of that. And, okay. it, you know, it's, it's among some of my first ones of everybody freaking out about it. And I remember our family being like, we don't even have a computer. Why should we care? Yeah. Yeah. I, the whole, I remember hearing about that a lot. I was thinking I was in second or third grade when that whole thing was a big conspiracy. And I remember hearing 
all the different conspiracy theories and like you're hearing them from other second and third graders so they didn't fully understand it and i remember one <laughs> one of my friends was like yeah actually the world is gonna like there's some kind of shift in space and it's gonna destroy the world i don't know anyway but the main thing was that computers were going to roll over and they were a two-digit system and not a four-digit system so it went from 99 to zero it would like destroy financial records it would cause computers and and to melt down and nuclear power plants to melt down. It was going to be a huge thing and that Russia was going to launch nukes at the U.S. and all that stuff. So, like, that is <laughs> probably one of the most egregious cases of Alex Jones, like, pushing a conspiracy that even he admits he never believed in. Uh, yeah. Because it was the thing of the time. It was the, you know, the big conspiracy theory that everybody wanted to hear about. So part part okay. was it was he selling, like, entertainment value to people? Was he selling fear to people? I think it's both, to be honest. It's so there's something slimy about that. And at right. the same time, this is this is what conspiracy theorists are. It, it's fun to believe a conspiracy theory. And when you're the entertainer and you know that your audience wants to, they want to get a little scared. They want to get like the entire population <clears throat> was excited about the turn of the millennium right and they just wanted to be a little scared because it was this big massive thing that had never happened before right yeah well again this is why i bring up the whole idea of art bell like art bell can go out there and he can say every single conspiracy theory of every guest he ever has on is entirely true because it's mm -hmm. got entertainment value is some of it right. true is some of it interesting and worth talking about does art bell believe in things i think he absolutely does art bell's been uh an advocate for a lot of the conspiracy theories including uh the what's what's that ranch called the Skinwalker Ranch and things like that. So, like, Art Bell actually mm -hmm. will go out there and make projects and work on things that he believes are true, the alien stuff. But is most of his show entertainment? Most of his show is entertainment. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's true with Alex Jones as well. Like, if you read his books, if you actually look back to what he's been talking about his whole career, um, one of the things he said early on in his career was that he believed in the, uh, the, the book that got him into conspiracy theories, one called uh, None Dare Call It Conspiracy. He said it was the most digestible introduction into the New World Order conspiracy stuff. So I actually took the time and read it this week. It's not a very long book. Well, I listened to it. I listened to it on Audible. It's about a four-hour listen. And I was, I was actually shocked that it wasn't what I thought it would be. It was. I expected it to be Behold a Pale Horse, which if you've read Behold a Pale Horse, it's like a bunch of like I, ha I have inside information that uh, there's, there's these bunkers under Mount Cheyenne and uh, on Thanksgiving... <laughs> Uh, by 1999, they're going to, uh, while everybody's at their home with their family, they're going to kick your door in and take you away to prison camps. Like, that's what Behold a Pale Horse is. None dare call it conspiracy is like reading a Glenn Beck not, book. It's basically like, hey, here's the history of these banks and corporations. Here's the actual documented evidence of what this president did and what this corporation did. And I think that they're all working together to take more control. Who could have ever, who could believe in something like that? Like, uh, you know, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the World Economic Forum. Like, what's so crazy what? is it's actually the, one of the most sane conspiracy books I've ever read. And a lot of the stuff that Alex Jones has been pushing from the beginning is, you know, like all these these theories about uh, the World Economic Forum, and I was just in the Agenda 21, and I find it interesting if you actually look at what Agenda 21 has put out in the last few years. I got this article pulled up here of just stuff they've actually said, and we've covered this before. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically, uh, Klaus Schwab said, uh, what we're very proud of is that we penetrate global cabinets of countries with our World Economic Forum young global leaders like Trudeau. Okay, so they admit... They admit that they're, you know, infiltrating all the countries. Uh, they talk about using mind control waves. A scientist here, quote from him, I cannot see, or I can see the day coming where a scientist will be able to control what a person sees in their mind's eye by sending the right waves to the right place in their brain. My guess is that most objections will be similar to those we hear today about subliminal messaging, messages and advertising, only much more vehement. This technology is not without its risks of misuse. Uh, it could be revolutionary healthcare technology for the sick or a perfect controlling tool with which the ruthless control the weak. This time, though, the control would be literal. These are all coming out of the Agenda 2030 World Economic Forum stuff that he's been talking about from the beginning. The, the FDA uh, wants to put microchips in pills. There's actually a clip here. I'm not going to play these clips. But we've talked about them before. Uh, the, you know, World Economic Forum praising all the lockdowns. Uh, let me see. There's a few more. 
the, all the great reset stuff where they end their video uh, death of capitalism, which was the big driving point behind the book. None dare call it conspiracy is that these world leaders are going to try to end capitalism and impose socialism. Uh, recalibrating free speech was another one that came uh, from the Australian e-safety commissioner at the World Economic Forum. They want to put tracking IDs in your clothes. Uh, they want smartphones to be in your body by 2030. And, of course, the famous line, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Welcome to 2030. I uh, own nothing and I have no privacy and no life. <laughs> Basically, is like their whole thing. So a lot of the stuff that Alex Jones has been talking about that he gets from, from this book that people are all upset that he read and they're, they're calling it all these things, it's really not that far off. This, the, the book was written in 1971, and do you want to hear what their 14 signposts to slavery were at the end of the book? Like what, what the signs were that their, their uh, predictions were coming true? Let's have it. All right. So 14 signposts to slavery are restrictions on taking money out of the country, uh, abolishing private ownership of handguns, Detention of individuals without judicial process. I feel like we've seen this. Uh, requirements that private mm. financial transactions be keyed to social security numbers or other government IDs so the government records of these transactions can be fed into a computer. Maybe something like uh, every bank account with $600 in it will be tracked by the government uh. and the IRS. Uh, use of compulsory education law to forbid attendance at presently existing private schools. Uh, compulsory non-military service, compulsory psychological treatment, um, an official declaration that anti-communist patriot organizations are subversive and subsequent legal actions will be taken to suppress them. Uh, like, that's literally happening. Uh, laws limiting the... <laughs> this is my favorite. Laws limiting the number of people allowed to meet in a private home. We saw that for two years. Uh, any significant change in passport regulations, wage and price controls, especially during non-wartime situation, uh, compulsory registration with the government where individuals work, an attempt to restrict freedom of movement within the U.S. We've never seen that before. And any attempt to make a new major law by executive order. Um, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> awkward. So, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I was this is this is the the dangerous John Birch Society's idea of what the world might become by 2030, compared to the World Economic Forum. So this is the stuff that Alex Jones like literally started with. This is like what he's been talking about for for the majority of his of his career. But I'm sure, I'm sure it's it's uh, life to the max. It's totes all in your head, guys. Yeah, it's totes all. I'm in sure our it heads. is. I'm so, I'm sure there's nothing. To I worry can't about. see why people would be so uh, intent on stopping Alex Jones from talking about this stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to get back into some of the stuff he was wrong on. Did you hear about the machete uh, race wars theory? No. Did you ever see the movie M Machete or Machete? No, I would never watch anything. <laughs> Basically, it was a movie about illegal immigration. And, and there, Alex Jones pushed this idea that Robert Rodriguez was going to start a race war with this movie. Um, the idea of the government trying to start race wars, though, is not far off. I'm just going to say not that. Not far off. Uh, the, the media will announce extraterrestrial life, he said, in 2009. Which, like, again, that's they a... They kind of did. They kind of did. And they, like, also, it's it's a prediction that anybody would make. Like, I was saying it back in 2018, 2019. I'm like, I mean, they're starting to, like, even on Tucker Carlson and, like, even on CNN, you're seeing these stories come up again. The government's always done this between... Like UFOs don't exist and also tell us if you've seen a UFO. They go back and forth like there's a mm -hmm. history of this. So that one's not as crazy to me. Uh, he said there, were, there was going to be a fake assassination attempt against Obama to boost his ratings. Um, like it didn't happen, but I could see like why people would see like would think maybe they would try something like that. You know, you at, at like a low a point in a president's abduction attempt, like a fake abduction attempt of a governor. Uh, he also said Trump will be assassinated at one point. And <laughs> in 2018, he said the second civil war would start on July 4th. Uh, he also oh. predicted World War III like a million times for the last 20 years. Uh, which is. It's got to happen sometime. Well, we're kind of like now everybody's kind of talking about World War III. I mean, Russia's moving nukes on trains in, uh, this week. So. 
Uh, yeah. So anyway, those are some of the, like the ones like those are just off the list. Those were the common ones I found in all the lists. Uh, the the where where Alex Jones was right is not on any lists you can find anymore except a few websites. Uh, so I had to kind of search for these myself. Uh, government will devalue money. So this is one they said was this was actually I'm going to start. This was a lie that they said, but I want to talk about like how, transitioning into this. So one of the lies they were saying is that the government will devalue money and lie about it and that people will be so stupid they won't know or believe it's been devalued, <laughs> which he said it a long time ago. But this year we had the government literally telling people that uh, we're not in a recession despite yeah. being in a recession. Yeah. So right so, prediction, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, which actually begs me to ask the question about like, we see how crazy and over the top Alex Jones is. Do you think that's because he's trying to push back against this like incrementalism, like this idea where they just change stuff a little at a time. So nobody's afraid enough to actually look into mm -hmm. it or actually stand up to it. Do you think that maybe it's just me being like really favorable, like, devil's advocate of Alex Jones here, but like, do you think part of the crazy over the top fear mongering is like the fact that people like, if it doesn't happen tomorrow in people's minds, it's never going to happen. And then they just allow the gradual slide into slavery. Yeah. Um, left to the max said fighting the Overton window question mark. And I, I think so. I think what he's trying to do is overcompensate for the apathy by being super bombastic and and pulling the Overton window in his direction, even though he's not going to pull it all the way to him, he's going to move it. And he has moved it. Right. That's why, again, like, I feel like a, a big part of what he is, is an entertainer, an entertainer. I think he does believe in the stuff he talks about, but I think mm -hmm. part of, I think, I think there's two aspects to him being crazy over the top. Part of it is entertainment value and, and getting the mm -hmm. clicks and the views like clickbait is a, a huge thing for him. But also I think, I, I do think that if you tell people like, well, you know, things are going to change 1% over the next year. Nobody mm -hmm. cares. But if you tell them like, hey, this is their end goal and it's happening right now, mm -hmm. like it might not happen for 20 years, but people are going to start caring. Uh, people do this with climate change, by the way. Yeah. The whole climate change is it's going to change one degree over 100 years and everybody's going to die. You know, like remember, remember the ice caps are going to melt by 2012. Yeah. We haven't censored Al Gore for misinformation or being uh, wrong. Anyway, so like that's just kind of what I think. Some of the other stuff he got right was the Bohemian Grove. He do you, do you ever say he infiltrated the Bohemian Grove and got video of them like burning a owl effigy and praying to it? Elites, leaders, presidents. He personally infiltrated. Yeah, he was the guy that infiltrated and videotaped the Bohemian Grove. The, the crazy conspiracy that they were wor doing some satanic owl worship rituals, which is true. Yeah. He also infiltrated the Bilderberg group and got videos of all the people that were going to that. Um, one of his so other. He used to be more on the ground than he is now. Well, he still does some stuff on the ground, but he's got a lot of reporters. He's got people like Owen Schroyer and stuff like that that he sends mm. out. Um, smart technology controlling thermostats was another one of his uh, predictions from, from a while ago that happened this year in Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, ultra low frequency weapons. We hear about this uh, once in a while. You hear the, them talk about uh, the Havana sickness where they're using yeah. ultra low frequency weapons on uh, U.S. diplomats. At least that's the that's the theory of that. You know, there well, is no official reason behind Havana syndrome. We should probably do a whole show on we it. We should but. do a whole show on it. But the government has admitted that these do exist. So he okay. was he was right on that. And then I want to play a clip of his one of his most prolific uh, predictions. Again, I was on television saying that bin Laden's a CIA asset and looks like he'll attack New York. Saying, call Washington. Tell him to call off the attack. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad uh, that you could join us today for this Wednesday, July 25th, 2001 broadcast. Tyranny is enveloping the globe, and the United States is a shining jewel the globalists want to bring down, and they will use terrorism as the pretext to get it done. If any terrorism comes, it's from this government. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden who was a known CIA asset in the 80s running the Mujahideen War and whose family builds all the military bases over in Saudi Arabia right now and sits on the board of Iridium Satellite, he's the boogeyman they need in this Orwellian phony system. I want the White House numbers up there now. A big part of this solution, after you research all the government terrorism and check out what I'm saying is true, call the White House and tell them, we know the government's planning terrorism. 
We know Oklahoma City and World Trade Center was terrorism. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun. If you do it, we're going to blame you because we know who's up to it. Or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And you could save the planet. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Some people are saying there's a gnarly echo. I'll have to fix that. I apologize. I didn't hear anything, but... You didn't hear it? Man, I don't know what's going on with my audio today. Anyway, so that was uh, Alex Jones in July 25th of 2001 predicting that the government would blow up the World Trade Centers and blame it on bin Laden. Uh, both him and Bill Cooper predicted this, by the way. Uh, Bill Cooper was dead two months later. <laughs> but, uh, again, probably not related, but, you know, anyway. So, <clears throat> at least officially not related. Um, yeah, what do, you think of, what do you think of that clip? Or do you, you couldn't I hear it. Could you? No, I, I couldn't hear an echo. I could hear Oh, clip. okay. I think that that this type of job, when you do it like the, the way that Alex Jones did it, does it every single day, it drive it can drive you crazy. Right. I, I do think he's probably been driven crazy. Well, that's one of his defenses that he's used in his trials, and I actually kind of believe him on this because he's talked about it on uh, Joe Rogan. He's talked about it on Louder with Crowder, where he said. Look, when you see as many things come true as I have, when you, you're out there and you're talking about the globalist elite, when you're talking about Agenda 2031 in the 90s, and then in 2020, like we're halfway along the steps that I warned about in the 90s, when you predict all these things and they keep coming true, as many things mm -hmm. he said have, you know, we've just named a few and we've got more, you start to believe all of it. So, like, I do mm -hmm. think there is a an aspect of that psychosis. I think when you're in, just ingrained in this all day, every day, and you're just being lied to and lied to and lied to, and you're seeing how much the government's lying to you, how much the media's lying to you, like, at what point do you just stop trusting them entirely, and you start believing any, you know, everything yeah. and anything that's not them? You lose touch with the truth. You lose touch with what you even right. would trust as a source of truth. I think this happens to any con serious conspiracy <clears throat> theorist after a certain amount of time, and that's why you have all of this desperation on to, just to get you to believe them. Like, Oh, I'm telling you, I have it. I have it right here in my hand. Please believe me. Yeah. Um, some interesting comments. I want to get to more of these in the sa saves. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're getting short on uh, time for the trying to keep it up in about an hour. So some of these comments I'll get to in the bonus uh, segment over on rumble. Cause a few things I want to get to, but a lot of great stuff being brought mm -hmm. up. Um, some of the other stuff that he predicted, right, was the COVID lockdowns. He said there would be biometric ID cards and vaccine passports, both of which we've seen. Uh, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, which is some people say is controversial. But again, like they're saying it's controversial because he didn't start talking about it in some. I can't find when he started talking about it, but some people say it was mm -hmm. after 2008. So in 2008, Epstein went to trial in Florida and it was basically proven that he was a pedophile. And then the media and everyone ignored it and said you were a conspiracy theorist and crazy for talking about it. So. If that's all Alex Jones did was follow the 2008 trial and go, yeah, this is what's happening. We saw it in the trial mm -hmm. and they let him get off with it. Then he's still doing his job that nobody else is doing, which is reporting on some a, a conspiracy fact about what Epstein was doing. Um, the gay frogs thing. <laughs> yeah, Tim Poole talked about this because he was, again, just reporting. A lot of what he does is just report on things that are already being reported on, but he says right. it in kind of a bombastic, crazy way and it makes you not want to believe him yeah well th there's one person on reddit that because i had to search for a lot of stuff on reddit that they have a formula for what they think alex jones is doing and i think it's interesting they said step one start with something that's been confirmed or widely accepted as conspiracy for example the atrazine in the water messing with frogs reproductive cycles mm -hmm. uh step two compare that incident to something currently in the news via vague connections or speculation step three use step one as evidence to support speculation of step two <laughs> Step four, openly speculate even further into the topic using step one and three as evidence for your claims. I mean, that is definitely part of what Alex Jones does. Yeah. But the, the, gay, the gay frogs thing is funny because it's on every list of where he was wrong. But yet. Yeah. Yet. Because on, they got, weren't gay. They were trans. Well, that's not even the whole story of it. So this is this is from Life Science or from IFLScience.com. It says. Uh, Alex Jones, far-right radio host and conspiracy theorist of Infowar fame, claimed chemicals in the water turning frogs gay. While there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of evidence to back up his theory, 
that water is affecting the frog's sexuality, some studies seem to suggest man-made chemicals do have an effect on a frog's sex. A 2010 paper from the University of California, Berkeley, found that as many as 1 in 10 male frogs exposed to atrazine, a common pesticide, experience a hormone imbalance that, in effect, that effectively turns them female. They produce estrogen, mate with males, and even lay eggs. So... The point Alex Jones was making is that these pesticides, like he does this like bombastic crazy thing. Nobody be talking about the fact that atrazine is in our chemicals. It's in it's in pesticides. It's getting mm -hmm. into the water and it actually feminizes frogs. And his link was that it will also feminize men. Uh, right. You know, like that's the claim he's making. Nobody be talking about this. if We didn't say something bombastic is they're turning the. <laughs> oh, I have this here. Do it. I don't do like it. them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Wrong one, but yeah, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> they turn the freaking frogs gay. Frogs Would we gay. be talking about this if he didn't say that? Would anybody know that atrazine no. does this and that it's in chemicals that are seeping into the water? I'm just saying. Because he he created a a moment around it, almost a, a slogan or a brand. Exactly. Around the gay frogs. Exactly. So. In, in a lot of ways, his craziness is actually work. Like a lot of people say, like a lot of people say, oh, Alex Jones, he makes it harder for the rest of us to talk about anything sane. It's like, well, he actually brings eyes to things that other people aren't talking about. So you can have differences with like how he does stuff. I'm not going to do things the way Alex Jones does, but I don't agree with him on everything. But I felt like with as many negative like BS podcasts I had to listen to about how Alex Jones is a uh, danger to democracy, I just felt like I had to at least play a little bit of devil's advocate for him. Um, <clears throat> the other one that they kept claiming was the weather modification stuff, which is partially true. Like he did say some pretty crazy stuff like that. They were targeting people with hurricanes. But one of the things I found is that uh, weather modifications real. Like, uh, yeah, China's <laughs> this is from insider. China spent millions on a shady project to control the weather ahead of the Beijing Olympics and dozens of other countries are doing it, too. So it's funny, like there's no such thing as weather modification, but also China's doing it. And it's bad. Um, this, so, um, so yeah, we're going to move over to the room. This one's going to go a little long because there's a few things I want to get to. And then we've got, you know, bonus stuff, plenty more yeah. stuff to talk about. We'll get to some of your comments. Um, but one of the things that people bring up as far as is Alex Jones, just a fake, is he an actor? Is that in 2017, Jones lost a custody battle with his ex-wife, Kelly, over their three children, uh, Jones' lawyer argued that uh, his on-air Infowars persona was an act and called him a performance artist. His ex-wife, Kelly, uh, during their custody trial, described Alex as an angry, volatile person who has racist, homophobic views and is enraged at the out of and out of control most of the time. So, again, you can't take everything that comes up in a... An ex-wife says. Yeah, yeah, as like, you know... I. The guy has anger issues. Like that's something that everybody that's wrong has said. That's not a, yeah. that's not a lie. But uh, what's interesting about this is everybody brings up the fact that his lawyer said he was a an act. But even in the trial, Alex Jones said, "Yes, I am an actor. Like I mm -hmm. I am an on air personality. I do go out there and have a persona. But I believe the things I'm saying." Right. So even even during that trial, Alex Jones stuck to the idea. Like he's like, "Yes, of course I'm out there. I'm an entertainer. That's my job." Yeah. But I also believe what I'm saying. So, like, that's coming from his own. Uh, um, I, I think it's it's really salient that he, instead of just pretending like he never said things, when he changes his mind or when he's like, hey, that Y2K stuff, I never really believed it. He apologizes. He owns up to it. And I really respect that because most people, I mean, you never see Ben Shapiro walking back something he said. Right. That's been one of my problems with him at times. But I mean, that's the thing about Alex Jones is like, I, I feel like you have to you have to come into watching his show with a certain mindset. Like, yes, a lot of this is entertainment. It's going to bring up questions um, that I can look into. I think it's entertaining and I think that there's something you can gain from it. Um, mm -hmm. But my my big take on Alex Jones is I've always felt like he was way better as a guest on a show than as a host. <laughs> like, I don't know if you watched his interview with uh, Crowder or with... Um, his uh, interview with Crowder was really good. It takes a he's talented host to rein him in because sometimes he's really difficult to listen to. But that's my point. Like on Crowder and Joe Rogan, they'll be like, okay, Alex, slow down. What do you say? Alex. Like the, 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 the freaking Joe Rogan one was actually one of the best ones because what he kept doing is he would say a bunch of crazy stuff all at once. And then Joe Rogan would be like, all right, slow down. What's the one thing you're saying? And then Alex Jones would literally list off like a very specific document 
were, that proved what he was saying. And then the guy would look it up. He'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> this guy, like, off the top of his head can name, like, websites and documents and, like, yeah. the full URLs of, like, his sources. Like, off the top. Like, the guy's got a freaking eidetic memory. And his he, like, brain when someone so slows, much faster. Yeah, his brain is g- going off of, like, five million things at once. So when someone slows him down, it's like, all right, explain it. Where are you, where's this coming from? Like, let's remove the hyperbole for a minute and bring it down to like mm-hmm. what you're really trying to say. Mm-hmm. He, he actually has some really interesting stuff. I actually, that was the first time I really respected Alex Jones was hearing him on Joe Rogan. I was like, oh, this guy's not just a nutbag. He's got, yeah. he's a persona who actually believes in what he's saying and has some interesting stuff to say. So is it fair to say that he is an effective entertainer, but not an <clears throat> effective communicator? I think it's, I think that's probably one of the most fair things to say. I think that he's, man, he's a mixed bag of a lot of stuff. <laughs> like I said, is he a con man? Yes. Is he a prophet? Yes. Is he yes. know what he's talking about? Yes. Does he believe what he's saying? Yes and no. Like, it depends on the on what he's talking about. Like, there's <laughs> other people that have said, like, yeah, we'll just bring him a headline he's never read before, and he'll talk about it for half an hour because it's a slow news day. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be out yeah. there for four hours every day entertaining, talking about stuff, making connections, working his own way through a conspiracy he's never heard of till that moment. Because that's what he does. You see his process live. It's right. very, very raw. He doesn't. That's why I think his books practice. and his documentaries and his interviews are always so much better than the show. I think mm. if you're if you want to be entertained and if you want to see him work through a bunch of crazy ideas, the show is mm-hmm. perfect. If you want to get some real information and, and have it be explained in bullet point format, he's actually done some documentaries that are really uh, actually really good. Um mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there's people like uh, Rogan and like Crowder who know how to rein him in and get him to, like, say what he's really trying to say. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I do want to talk about. So there was there was actually another guy. There was another guy in uh, in the 90s who talked about the Waco siege, talked about uh, globalist government. And his name was Bill Hicks. And I want to talk about Bill Hicks. I want to talk about some other Alex Jones related stuff. I want to get to your guys' comments. So if you can, uh, I'll, I'll actually drop this in the link in the mess in the chat if I can speak real quick. I'll drop this in the chat. Come over to Rumble, and uh, we'll be talking to you guys over there. We've got some funny stuff. We've also got an Alex Jones metal song. So lots of good stuff for you guys over on Rumble. Uh, was there any other thoughts you had on Jones before we close out this section of the show? I think you just before you pass judgment on him, you should go watch him in action. Come to your own conclusions. Yep, I agree. All right. Thank you guys so much for checking out <clears throat> Conspiracy Pilled. We will be back next week with more conspiracies from a hopefully more hinged <laughs> viewpoint than Alex Jones. <laughs> see you guys. See you guys next time and see the rest of you over on Rumble. Thank <laughs> you.